Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. My co-host Kathy King and I want to welcome you to Writing Works Wonders. We want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder of writing. We are so glad you're here with us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. I'm Kathy King and our guest author at Center Stage today is our fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Some of the topics covered in today's show are how authors today are involved in marketing books, what are keys to marketing success for authors, where do you start, how has she been a walking advertisement, and Cheryl will tell us how she has tripled her profits. In addition, we might be able to get her to talk about how she received a $10,000 grant to fund her business. Remember, you can find all our show notes, episodes, and extra resources at writingworkswonders.com. Welcome, Cheryl. We're pleased to have you on the center stage. Thanks, Kathy. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad I'm doing this. Uh, You know, I take this for granted because it comes natural to me, marketing. So this is going to be fun, and I'm sure you'll get some laughs over my antics and what I do. Just so everybody know, it took a little arm twisting to get this lady to come to center stage on this topic. But as I've listened to what she does and what she's so very good at, I knew you wanted to hear as well. So Cheryl, let's start with a real basic question. Why do authors need to be interested in marketing? You know, even today's the major companies, they don't do it all for the authors. It's a lot different now than it used to be. And especially if you're an indie author, you need to own it. Nobody's going to do it for you. There's publicists out there that you can pay a lot of money to. I'm here to tell you, you can. But if you're going to do that, make sure you check it, check it twice, three times, because I learned a, an expensive lesson of $3,000 to tell you, I'm not sorry for the lesson, but check, 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 check. We are the best promoters because we have passion and vision and we're the writers, we're the authors. Excellent. Yeah, the industry has changed as well. So in a nutshell, We're going to go in depth on this, but just as kind of like a preview, how do authors market their books? Rather than asking people, would you buy my book or you can buy my book here and here and here, find ways to talk it up, talk it up and get people interested. People love talking to authors. And before you know it, they're going to be asking you. Where can I find your book? Be prepared. Be prepared with that 10 to 30 second spiel. So you're in an elevator and then all of a sudden, you know, you need to do something quick. I'm going to use this as an example. And you have an elevator scene in your story. And all of a sudden, you know, you're just in there with a stranger or a couple people. And you can start talking about, oh, I just wrote an episode about an elevator scene and blah, 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 blah. Maybe there's music that you want to talk about have that 10 to 30 second spiel to go, ready to go to promote your book, to mention it. Because a lot of times, as soon as somebody finds out you're an author, they're going to want to talk to you. You have another trick as a way to (laughs) stimulate conversation. Uh, I call it a walking billboard. You want to explain that? Oh, this is my favorite. (laughs) 
I first got this idea because I saw a t-shirt through writing the writer and it said, I'm an author, ask me about my book, or I'm a published author, ask me about my book. I don't wear t-shirts to the gym. I like tank tops. So I thought, well, I'm going to have my own made up. I use this to print. I use them for a lot of, a, a lot of my promotional materials. So I have tank tops I, that have the full image of my book. Some may have just a little something in the upper left corner that says, ask me about my book. And then on the back, maybe I have one that has just an image of one, you know, one particular book or a collage of my books. And on that shirt somewhere will be a QR code. So somebody says, how can I find your book? <laughs> Here you go. Just, just take your phone and get that QR code and it's going to take you right to where you need to go. And on my... <laughs> I wear a baseball hat when I'm at the gym a lot of times and I'll I've got several that I've I've made up with for promoting with my books and and especially the the Cindy Sammy books will say oh my gosh that looks like your dog wow it is the stories are about my dog and let me tell you about them and then I also have a tote bag so when my set sit down my dog's head is by my feet well on the other side is my tote bag with the pictures sticking out and that's going to be the picture of my book or several books and I kind of I stick with the Cindy Sammy books because of the golden retriever now I'm gonna have to change that up a little bit having the shepherd but people would be oh what a nice dog oh that looks like your dog on your tote bag well not just an opening about my book and I have a QR code on the hat somewhere <laughs> on the bag here you how can I find your books well you can just take your phone and take that QR code so I'm a walking billboard I just think about promoting all the time having books on me all the time bookmarkers having things on me all the time yes I can see you sitting in a meeting and have your tote bag there with uh, your book cover on it that's terrific you have some other strategies that you've used uh, you mentioned the bookmarks but this gets into how you increased your profit doesn't it yes instead of having a business card you can have bookmarks plus your business cards but I keep bookmarkers in my dog has a little pouch a GDUI pouch that's on the harness I have some guiding eyes bookmarks in there but I created my own and I keep them in my bag I have them all over of course and either business cards or bookmarkers and the bookmarkers are a way to have a little something more about my book on it. And people love bookmarks. Kids love bookmarks. And then the other thing is too, is to braille on them. The sighted world is just, oh my gosh, they just think, wow, that's braille. And then you can tell them what that braille says because you braille it right over the writing. We can't braille everything on it, but just having your name brailled and your email or your phone number I think I have my name and my phone number braille on this little braille stamp that I can just stamp my cards with. I also do, my bookmarkers are also made of the leather necklaces so that as a bookmark, it will slip over the cover through the book, but it can be also be worn as a necklace and they got charms on them. So my Apple Batter Up has a little apple and a little tiny baton on it. Then I have the zoo ones that might have monkeys or the otters, different zoo animals that I have. The Nabbed book has a Pegasus. So I have different types of charms and 
one necklace could cost me 15 cents, maximum 20 cents to make. And I can sell them, depending on where I'm at, one to $2, or I can give it away as part of a package. I have stickers, little two inch by two inch stickers. These are the extras that are gonna help you make your money. Five costs one cent, you know? So you can have a pack of 10 and charge a dollar for them. And then I have posters, uh, cardstock posters, that what I have done is the girls that are on my Apple Batter Up book, I have Believe in Dreams. And the same with I took the nabs where it's got the flying horse and the dog on the back of the horse with a blue cape on, you know, they were my characters, the dog, they turned into superheroes and it says reach for the stars. So I took my characters and then I made these posters. So they're, they're 11 by 16 cardstock. Again, they cost me pennies and I can charge a dollar for them. I don't charge more, you know, I'm just looking to make the extra money and, and that's a realistic price. I also have eight and a half by 11 glossy type posters. They're not the cardstock, but I have about five different ones of those. And sometimes depending on where I'm at, I'll let people take them for free. And they're, they're more of a giveaway. I keep the dollar store. I found stuffed animals. I have little monkeys to go with my zoo book and little, there were some penguins around Christmas that had a little red hat and a scarf. So we took those off and those can be little animals that I can make, and I make a profit on them. But again, if I have a package of my books and then I put a little stuffed animal with them, people are more apt to buy it because, oh my gosh, they're getting a free stuffed animal with that too. You know, there's things that we can do inexpensively that will help enhance your book. My book or children's books, but say I have time capsule now. What I'd like to do is get some charms that are in like a clock or a stopwatch so that I can make some to go with that too. People love this stuff. They love these little extras. And then of course you have a little charm that looks like a clock. I outsource, I buy from China. I get 20 little charms for a dollar. That's how I make my profit. So you had some other ideas on promotion and you said that you were even able to get into craft fairs as an author yeah. that people should check out craft fairs because I have these extras and in particular the jewelry. I also mm -hmm. make the bracelets. Some craft fairs may entertain the idea of having authors check it out, especially around holidays. Uh, I've been in ones where I didn't, it wasn't even about the jewelry and stuff. They were accepting local authors. Watch for those things. They're, get on a mailing list of your libraries because mm -hmm. not only do you find that, you find ways, other, other events, not just library events, but craft fairs and things. You've also been active getting interviews as well, right? Do you get I, uh, interviews for podcasts? And contacting bloggers because they'll review your book and then podcasters and sending out information. Target your person, making it personal that I, this is what I do and these are my books and I'd love the opportunity to be on your podcast. Excellent. Then, You've got to demonstrate that, that you understand the focus of the podcast or the publication, yes. whatever it is, right. and how yes. there's a fit, right? Yeah. Yes. And there's a yeah. lot of different bloggers out there. I didn't realize there were so many parenting bloggers. All of them review books. Excellent. So for people that aren't children's authors, 
they have to look into their specific area. Maybe we can do that in the Q&A, kind of brainstorm yeah. and see what other authors are doing in these areas. Based on your experience, Cheryl, what are the keys to marketing that you would suggest for our authors in order to be successful? What are the keys that you would want them to keep in mind? This is your dream. This is, you're the author, you're the publisher. As an indie author, keeping your mindset in that positive. If you go up to somebody and say, well, I've written a book and maybe you want to read it, blah, blah. Yeah. be energized. Yeah. If you have to pinch yourself, to, you know, tickle, tickle yourself, whatever, but have that mindset. That when you meet people, you talk to people, be out there and talking and talk it up, talk it up, talk it up. Be prepared, have that 20 to 30 second talk ready. So, but have that ready because we can so easily get tongue tied. I mean, I, you hear right now I can get tongue tied. So being prepared is so important. And if you haven't written your book yet, there's a lot of things you can do now even as you're writing it, if you haven't published it yet, start talking it up now, start preparing, looking up where you can get your reviews, where you can send your information, look up different, how you can have release parties. Whether it's in a little a coffee shop, going to a Starbucks, asking Kim about doing it there, a library. There's so many different places. Even if you went to a park and all of a sudden decided, this is what we're going to do with the other one. When we get those other, the history mystery with, I've already got people signed up to, to be in costume and go to a park or go somewhere because people are going to want to talk to everybody in costume. So have a plan on your book release and how you're going to do that. Maybe your friend will host some parties for you. These are other things that you can do for yourself. And I go back to mindset and the hook, have a way to hook people in to start talking about your book. I have a suitcase, a rolling suitcase that has always 10 of each book, the displays, the tablecloths, the, I have a skirt that goes around because you want to hide what's underneath your table and the, a banner, your posters. I have tape in there, I have wire in there. Anything you can think of so that you will be prepared if you're going to a school, a business, or all of a sudden you hear about something outdoors and you can go set up, have a folding table ready to go, a comfortable, comfortable chairs because not everybody's going to provide those. I have tripods that I can put the a sign on. I have a couple of banners that are full size, huge banners of my book. My husband had mounted them on some thin, some kind of a board. I'm always ready for the promotion. Excellent ideas. I used to do book displays as well as I worked with a publishing company. I was an editor and I would go to conferences and so many times they don't provide plugs for you to be able to hook up your laptop to be able to take mm -hmm. orders. You have to have a, your own surge protector or extension cords. They don't provide all sorts of things. Having that tripod idea is fabulous. Having everything ready to go is so important. And the different types of ways to hang a banner, that can be a real problem in different settings. People don't think about that. Really good yeah. recommendation. The shower, those little plastic shower hooks. Oh my gosh, they come in really handy. I always keep there in my bag as well. So before we go to questions, Tell us about the grant. 
to our knowledge, I'm the first author in New York State to get this grant through Commission for the Blind. In the beginning, it was not going to fly when I was first writing my first book. So I let it go. But then I had three books under my belt. I was scrutinized. I had the Small Business Association, SBA. Mm -hmm. Someone helped me with my business plan. And what I was able to do was I was able to show what I had spent, what I had. I had my books. At that time, I had stickers, posters, the little necklace bookmarkers, all these things. And uh, my illustrations are on a 27 by 18 inch by 27 inch sign. And then I put a, something in Braille up on the top so I know which illustration is which. So I can tell a story without reading my book and I can use these illustrations. So when I went in there, I had these illustrations. I had all of this extra in my posters. And that impressed them because then they were seeing I wasn't just counting on my book sales. I was also, because $1 here, $1 there, those dollars all add up. And I could show them how much I was spending and how much I would make that I had already invested in myself. I had printed these books. That's how I was able to get my grant and put me in the black. And I can happily say today, I am in the black. It was all the extras that tipped me over the edge because that was the immediate reaction. It wasn't my books. If I went in there with just my books, and I needed to tell them, well, this is how I'm going to sell and this is how I'm selling. Because most of my books are sold in the back of the room, as they say, at present, their children's books. So a lot of them are sold at schools, presentations, speaking engagements. I'm always selling books. I always have them with me. And I, I just want to say one thing really quick that about that. Always, always, always have something on you. Have your book, have a press release, have something. I did a presentation at Hofstra. Two other people were there. I was the only one, this table of display of all my stuff. One girl was a candy maker. She made this specialized candy. She didn't even have a sample there. I was very nice to her, but I said, don't do that to yourself again. Make sure you always have some boxed up. I said, do you know how many sales you missed today? Just have a copy of your book, even just one book. Keep it with you. Excellent ideas. Let's go to question and answer. And we have other questions we can ask Cheryl, but we want to open yeah. it up to the audience because many people on the call are authors or thinking about mm -hmm. writing. So we want to know what you're doing. And also if you have questions for Cheryl about what she's been talking about or about marketing books in general, we can put our heads together. First person is Patty. Hi, good afternoon. Fantastic presentation. I can't think of much that you have left uncovered. The thing that I would like to add, and not, not because it's what I do, but simply because many of us who are authors have other jobs, we have families, we have what have you. If you feel that some of this is, especially the online presence of social media, is over what you're able to do, reach out to persons who do that sort of thing and provide yourself with assistance. And mm -hmm. the other thing that I really liked that you mentioned that I do all the time is keeping your materials available. You can be standing in the grocery line and somebody mm -hmm. asks you, what do you do for a living? Or 
whatever, when it comes up, you want to be able to reach into something and at, le at the very least hand them a business card. And to you authors out there, I hear all the time, I'm unemployed or I'm not working. Your writing is your business. That is what you do. You are a writer. That is your business. And the other thing I'd like to mention is if you are getting ready to publish a book, if you're writing one and you're getting ready to publish, that pre-publicity is absolutely 100% necessary. You, you must not wait until you write the book and then expect people to know who you are and be ready to buy it. If you do that, only your friends and family are going to to buy it, most of them are going to expect a free copy. That's just my thoughts on. Thank you so much, Patty. Really appreciate that. Okay, next we have Anne. Hi, it's Annie Trapetta. Great presentation. Uh, I think of marketing as the um, the necessary evil. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at all a marketing person. I do it because I know I have to do it to sell my books and to and to sell what but I believe in, and that's what keeps me, keeps my nose to the ground in terms of marketing. But I, you know, I always know I can do better. And, you know, this pandemic has really put a pause on things. You know, I was doing really well until the pandemic, and now I have mm -hmm. to start over just like everybody else. So starting over for me means going back to the basics, making sure I have copies of my books, make sure uh, profiles on all my social media and stuff is up to date. Um, making sure I stay in contact with all the people that I know who can assist me and out in my outsourcing contacts, things like that. I have postcards that I use and keep in my purse or my bookcase or wherever. So I have something on hand all the time. I drop my postcards off everywhere, powder rooms, hotels, <laughs> restaurants, the paratransit drivers, uh, mm -hmm. taxi cabs. I make sure I have something. And one of my books luckily is about um, my guide dog, Bailey. He's on the front cover. So somebody says, oh, I love your dog. I said, oh, well, read my book. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you have to do that. You have to get yourself in the mindset that you are your books. It's kind of mm -hmm. hard because a lot of writers are introverts, you know, mm -hmm. you got to reach out there. And that's what I learned most about being a writer is that it's okay to be extroverted. Okay. To reach out and ask for help. It's okay to say, you know, hey, you're my local library, promote me. The walking billboard can work for you too. Because <laughs> yes. I say, if I'm at the, when I'm at the gym, a lot of people just don't know how to approach me. Having my tank top or my baseball cap and people come up and say, oh my gosh, you're an author? <laughs> How'd you guess? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. Annie, where do you order your postcards from? I go to Vistaprint. I find that Vistaprint okay. has like that the most reasonable prices. Yeah. Uh, and Cheryl, I'm jealous. I don't have bling. I only have <laughs> I only have postcards, business cards, and books. I want to get like like the top three bling things. What would they be? I would like to know because I want to look into that. The banners I get from Vistaprint. What's great about anything with them, you look into their yard signs, even for meet the author, you sign that you put up when you're doing a book signing and you can mm -hmm. have a picture of yourself or your book and then says meet the author. What's great about Vistaprint is you can call them and they will work with you free also yes. over the phone, which is great for people who are visually impaired. 
They don't have the folded business cards anymore, which I'm disappointed in because those came in very handy. I could put more information about my books on there. Stickers are easy and they're very inexpensive. You can get a thousand of them for 20 dollars or something like that I don't know I have I'm gonna put all this information up on the site and of course my necklaces are always a big deal always a big sale the necklace bookmarkers I have all in one highly recommend getting a shirt if you like t-shirts wear a t-shirt a hoodie something and you can do that at Vistaprint as well especially if you watch for the sales that you can get some good buys there they have some good quality things thanks What I was also thinking, too, is that on postcards, business cards, bookmarks, you might also check. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the local printers can do very well by you and assist you as well. Give them a chance to do a bid on your project as well, because you might be very surprised. I have found that at times. Sometimes there are small shops that do the T-shirts, etc., and Mm -hmm. they might be able to do those for you. And then keep your design in stock. If somebody else says, hey, I want one of those t-shirts, then you could be able to get it for them as well. Since the pandemic, things have changed. It can be starting over. Just It feels like it, that's for sure, but re- reinventing ourselves, putting ourselves out there again. So part of that is for you, Cheryl, because your children's books, it's engaging with educators or people that are publishing in different areas. Like when I was publishing in academia, I had to make sure that in Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and at the conferences, I was connecting with the right groups that would be interested in the subject area I was publishing in. So you have to think about who your audience is, which you know already from writing, and then find out where they are. Ask people where they buy the types of book you're writing. So where do they buy them and where do they hear about them? So do a little, that's called market research, but it's just ask questions. And on Facebook, you made me think of Time Capsule. Facebook has these geographical areas. And so if you've lived in such and such, I have gotten so much interest in my new book, which we still did not do a formal release on, is Time Capsule. Because the woman grew up in one county, and I got quite a buzz going on there and uh, selling books. And then locally in another a village not far from me and getting people interested as well. Our next person is Deanna. I used to work for an organization, I was on their board, called VSA, which is not a great acronym because it stands for Very Special Arts. And it was to promote art to artists and writers and poets that had disabilities. Originally started by one of the Kennedy family and the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. is a place that will sometimes host national events. And one of the things that we used to have is all these little small anthologies. And I submitted a poem. I was in the three that were put out by my state and they asked me to be on their board. But one of the things I, they had bumper stickers, they had bookmarks that had information about how to get their copy of the little anthologies. Of course, we gave a lot of them away to legislators and different people to get them interested in supporting the arts and especially supporting arts that were accessible. The bookmarks I thought were really good because it had all the ordering information on them and they were cardstock and 
very inexpensive to produce. So if you don't have a lot of money to spend, I'd opt for that rather than a postcard because it's something that people aren't likely to toss away. It's useful. You can put all your information on it, including a copy of your book jacket. Very good. Well, do we have? All right. Next, we have Alice. Hello. Uh, just Hi. another item from Vistaprint that I've purchased on a great sale from Vistaprint is a canvas of my book cover, and it mm. comes ready for putting onto the wall. It's on a sturdy canvas, and it has that texture of an oil painting somewhat, and ah. it, it is very nice for a conversation piece at a library or other nice facility that you may be going that would be indoors using the shower hook that uh, uh, Cheryl mentioned, something like that, It would, or an easel if you have it. It would make a lovely display. And then I did, as Kathy mentioned, I have used a local printer uh, for my full-sized poster of my poem, uh, Guide Dog's Prayer to St. Francis of Assisi, with four full-color pictures of my four guide dogs when I wanted to commemorate having guide dogs, leader dogs, for 30 years with you if you're doing a presentation. So I thought I'd just share that. And thank you so much, Cheryl, Great. for all your information. I believe Tabitha is the next caller. This is Tabitha. I have published a book, but as you've said, you know, the publishing industry has changed. And I find that both of my publishers, the one for the hardback and also the one for the audiobook, have done very little for marketing. And so I do kind of feel like a lot of it is falling on me. So I, I like the idea of like a little business card with a QR code and stuff like that. It's, it's just kind of complicated. Even when you have a publisher, you might still find that you're doing a lot of the marketing yourself. So I guess I just- Absolutely. Kind of <laughs> hey, Tabitha, great to have you with us today. Promoting academic books, because I, I had to do this as well. Definitely website, business card, postcard, the content is important and why people would be interested. The main message, why it's interesting for the particular discipline is one focus, I think, for yours, but also for the general public, there's some interest in it too. Yeah, exactly, which yeah. is why I did the audiobooks. Yeah, because the audiobook yeah. is priced for the general public, but I can't carry that around with me. So I definitely... It's like you have two audiences for your book. And so you would want to target both. You almost would have two different types of, quote, campaigns running, uh, initiatives that you would have one message for the academic group and targeted to certain departments in universities, finding where the heads of those departments are and sending emails with information on it, writing a standard introduction to the book, an overview and table of contents, link or whatever, and then a different initiative that introducing it to the general public and what groups in Facebook, et cetera, would be interested in that and how you would demonstrate that in the general public. So I think it's a really interesting one. It's a challenge to uh, promote academic books. My publishers in academia were always happy for me to use the cover for promotional materials, even though they owned it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Our next hand is Carol. Thank you. Great presentation. Loved it. And one of the things that, that reminded me of the, we talked about on your, one of your other programs about no, writing what we know. 
I, what occurred to me is, is not losing sight of why I may have written something, what that mm-hmm. connection was, that audience, and bringing mm-hmm. people, keeping that connection right in front of right. us, because sometimes mm-hmm. that gets lost in the bigger mm-hmm. picture. Thanks. Right. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Carol. Very good way to end our conversation here, focusing on why we wrote in the first place. Yes, that's the main message. Thank you for being with us today. Very important announcement. Starting Sunday, July 11th, this week, we will have up on the website our Round Robin episode that we enjoyed so much. And you will have the opportunity to vote on your favorite story that we created. So you want to visit the website to be able to vote on that and give feedback if you'd like. This was a very fun event that we did. You can listen, vote, and comment. You will also find bonus content all our show notes, and enjoy the rich archive of previous episodes. Plus, you may sign up for the email list and Zoom links to participate in the live show, as you have today. All of this at writingworkswonders.com. You can contact Cheryl and Kathy via the website and via email at writingworkspodcast at gmail.com. Most of all, we hope this episode continued to encourage and inspire you in your writing We hope that you will enjoy the wonder of writing. See you next time on Writing Works Wonders. Thank you so much, Cheryl. You've been wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kathy. Thank you so much. And And thank you, everybody, for your feedback and questions. Thank you for joining us today at Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. Now tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. We also have a donate button and that's to help with the expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this show and podcast going. There's a link there that you can tap on that will take you directly to our website at www.writingworkswonders.com. There you will find all the information we talked about today along with show notes and so much more. We want you to feel encouraged and inspired to know the wonder of writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.